Hi, everybody, and welcome back. Today, I want to take a little bit of time to just discuss about some of the things that are being really forefronted in these last few weeks as schools have returned back to in-person learning. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to my channel. My name is Lena Saleh, the EdTech Guru, where we explore all things EdTech and education related. All right, let's do this. Some things that have really been topics of conversation in parent groups, through all of the local media, and then really mostly at the teacher side is where students are. In previous years, every year when students would return, you would have standardized testing, you would have the tests that you took at the beginning of the year, whether maps tests or just any kind of data at the beginning of the year, and you would have the same set of data at the end of the year. With the way that COVID-19 happened, it was right around testing season. It was when all the state standardized tests start to come about, it's when you start wrapping up your end of the year assessment. It's the place where you take care of student growth. What happened, however, is that there is no data. There's data from the previous year, and then there's that beginning of the year data, and there was no end of the year data. And with the way that schools returned back this year, there still continue to be no data because how do you authentically test students while they're learning at home. In a traditional time of teaching, students always have the summer slide. They always slip back quite a bit and the beginning few months are basically spent getting to know the students and then refreshing on their skills from the previous year. However, not only are teachers having to refresh on the previous year, they're actually having to refresh for almost six months worth of content, which is a lot. Not to mention that teachers are also having to do online classes and prepare learning when most school districts didn't give them the support they needed to actually have these online lessons. I've seen in many groups where teachers are looking for document cameras and they have to buy ring lights and they're buying all these things that the districts are not providing them with, but yet are requiring them to teach online. So first things first, hats off to teachers for everything that you're doing during this time. It is really making you having to adapt fast, but also showing how powerful your role is in education. And I hope that with this, we get some really strong structural points to really make you feel lifted during all of this. But some things that we are really just being highlighted about this is really the lack of equity with kids not having devices and just even how the devices work. You have Chromebooks and you have iPads and you're not able to do the same sorts of learning. Navigating Zoom on an iPad, I mean, that sounds just not great. Basically what we'll see is that the kids really have fallen pretty far behind. So how are we going to make that up? Educators need to set goals that are attainable but ambitious while they're working. So this is going to really be important for getting with the parents and as much as you can. I know all parents are not involved depending on where they are in the country and wherever you are, you know, equitability and all of that stuff are always big issues, but get with them as much as you can and get with your team and try to come up with some goals that are really measurable, attainable, and ambitious. It's gonna be really important to have those and then rethinking how you're going to do the assessment. Are you going to do a traditional spelling test or are there other means of assessment that you can consider while making these goals for yourselves and for your students? Also looking at where were they supposed to be end of year last year and where should they be this year? And then seeing if there's any commonalities that you can kind of merge between the two of them. I know a lot of teachers are already doing this, but it is something that has to be looked at. How can you merge where they should have been end of the year and this year and what kinds of projects and things can you do to really establish that. I know there's lots of schools that are already quarantining and then you have schools that are still going and then you have teachers that are getting COVID-19 and it's just not going to be going away. So prepping for this new world that we're going to be in is very vitally important. So how can you rethink 
the assessment that you're doing. And if you're not sure, there's a lot of really good groups that you can reach out to to really have these conversations. And the last thing is just really thinking about providing high quality instruction. I still am talking to a lot of parents and really honestly, a lot of teachers. I know you don't know what to do right now. And I know it's a lot of work to put on your shoulders, but the truth in reality is that it just has to get done. If you do it and prepare really well this year, your next year is just going to be a much easier ride. It's always a lot of work to change what you're doing in the forefront of things. And I know the school districts aren't giving you what you need, but you're going to have to kind of lift up your head, and make the change that you're going to want to see long-term for your students. Think about that you don't really have the 180 typical days that we have instruction, 182 or whatever it is for every district. So you're going to have to be thinking about how can you provide high quality instruction? Like I mentioned, I still am seeing a lot of teachers that their principals might not want them to try something new. They are dropping computer science programs. They're dropping unnecessary skills, you know, like PE and things like that, which makes sense. But how can you actually incorporate those specials into like a project that you're doing? You know, maybe you're working on something studying the heart or the human body. Can you tie the PE teacher in so that he is also you know, breaking up this project with you, maybe you're kind of sharing the pieces of it. It's going to be really important to really think about adapting the content areas that you have and really putting together some meaningful projects for the students that are actually going to come out with high quality work. So let's say you're doing something like a passion project. The kids are listing out what they need. Maybe they need to figure out how much it's going to cost. Maybe they need to figure out a written proposal. And then they also have to produce a product which ties in your computer teacher, or maybe they are coming up with a PE game or an art project or some way to really tie that in. So then, then the art teacher and the PE teacher are coming in for that, or maybe you need a librarian for research skills. There's a lot of different ways to utilize those teachers that are not having their traditional roles anymore, like the PE teacher or a social studies content area that maybe is not tested for the coming year. Thinking about how you can rethink how you're learning. Google is at our fingertips at all times, but what can we do to make that more impactful learning for the students, really giving them higher quality instruction rather than just busy work. I know it's easy to get busy work and I know it's easy to just watch something, but how can you solve something together? How can you get the kids thinking about those 21st century skills, the collaboration, the communication, how you can prove that it's okay to fail and it's what you do with the failure. So they're just gonna be some things that we need to start thinking about. So setting those really measurable, attainable goals Collaborating with others is very, very important. And I know that you have a lot on your shoulders. We all know that it's very challenging. Think about it often, but also balancing grade level expectations. Maybe you need to meet with a third grade teacher if you're a fourth grade teacher, and then also meet with a fifth grade teacher. More grade level you know, planning where you're planning all of the grades are kind of meeting together and they're saying, okay, here's where we want them to get. Because the truth in reality is this educational year is just going to be something we haven't seen before. Maybe there's quarantining issues. Maybe a kid has to stay home because they can't come to school because they've been exposed, or maybe you've been exposed and you can't come to school. So how can you make this that the system will kind of run by itself? This way of thinking will also help when you see lots of teachers that are also facing things like, you know, hurricanes or fires, just really prepping for something that can run by itself, but is still led by you. So that is some kind of like a flipped class model. So I'd recommend taking one of those classes or, you know, doing something like that. The thing about it is the districts are so busy thinking about all the other things that they're not giving you the tools that you need, which ultimately at the end of the day should be supporting our teachers.
teachers, and I know you're feeling like a lot is on your shoulders, but you are meaningful. You are needed. It's just going to be important to follow those things. So just remember that we know how important and vital your job is. And obviously we're sorry that you're feeling like everything is falling on your shoulders. But I think if you take some of these really big steps to think about how the student slide is going and what you can do to collaborate with others to make this more meaningful and impactful and for the students to show growth, I think it's going to be really tremendous. We know that they're far behind. It's how are we going to get our students forward? Most meaningful in the elementary and middle school years. Even so in high school, it's disappointing to me that I'm seeing a lot of high schools kind of skate by and that's coming directly from their leadership, not necessarily from the teachers themselves. The teachers always want your students to thrive at the highest level or we wouldn't do what we do or fight every single day for your students. And school leaders, I would say you really need to figure out how you can provide a much stronger support system for your teachers. So they're feeling less like they're in a dumpster fire and more like they're the top of the ladder with a shining star. So remember, we're always all in this together. If you have any questions, please reach out to me on any of my social media channels. And I hope I see you guys next time. Bye. Once again, I want to thank you so much for following along on this journey. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and comment below. And until next time, bye.